when you ain't getting laid and need some excitement, go to adamandeve.com and type in the code word diddle. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. Like your stepmom used to do, your sister. And you. <laughs> this is the show. Fuck all the rest. Midget sex. Shoot some snack. Break out the bong. Ian Harrison will keep it sick and wrong. Keep it sick and wrong. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, G. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, it's uh, my lady's birthday this weekend. Oh, yeah? It's the girlfriend's birthday this weekend, so i uh, got to okay. record the show a little early, yeah. early this week. Her uh, parents are coming down, staying in the Sick and Wrong studio. Okay. <laughs> know how much they're going to enjoy that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it's always kind of funny. Like, when, you, when your parents visit, how often do your parents visit? My mother visits once, once a year. My does she stay with My biological father usually visits once a year. Uh, yeah, she does stay with me. Wait, so what happens? Do you like do you sleep on the couch or do you guys both share a bed? Whenever anyone we don't share a bed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know? I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> you seem like the type that's close to your mom. <sighs> uh goddamn. Whenever anyone comes to stay with me, I give them the bed and I take I take the couch, usually. Yeah, that's kind of what you Unless have to do. Unless it's like a young lady who doesn't give a shit if I sleep in the bed or not. Yeah. Um, which happens sometimes, but it's, um, yeah, because I have insomnia. So sometimes I wake up and if I wake up, I need to be able to play video games and do whatever I want. Or that's, walk to your kitchen right, and yeah, yeah, drink yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So that's why I do that. I, th- I think that's, I think yeah. that's the respectful thing to do. Plus I don't care. I pass out wherever I fall anyway. So nothing matters. And like parents, I mean, they want to sleep in a bed. Yeah. I remember the rabbi, uh, you know, I'm not sure if, uh, I guess I wasn't, I didn't have an apartment when mm. uh, my mom was still alive, but I imagine if the two of them came and visited, I, they probably would have got a hotel, but when I, but since that wasn't the case, when my father would visit, when the rabbi would visit, he would usually stay with us. And I remember I was, uh, I was living in San Francisco. It was the first apartment I had in the mission with my girlfriend at the time, Shelly. Uh, we were living there and, um. My father, every time he visits, still, like every time he visits my sister, well, not now, she's dead, but every time he'd visit my sister or, uh, or me and he would stay, he would clog the toilet. I don't know mm. if it's because, I don't know what that rabbi was eating. Yeah. A lot of fiber, but he would fucking clog the toilet. Hmm. He'd always do that. And I remember, um, I probably- You got to break it up sometimes before you send it Well, down. he had the hanger, you know, the shit hanger. Yeah. Which, which you, you break do. it up? With the shit hanger? Yeah. Well, that was the point of the shit hanger. Right, but then why does it get? Cl- shouldn't ever get clogged. He should never well, have that problem. He didn't always have the shit hanger Ugh. with him. But I remember one time in particular. And this is yeah. after this. Uh, my girlfriend kind of put her foot down, and he wasn't allowed to stay with us after this. Yeah. But uh, I came home from work, and I was I was walking up upstairs, and my dad was just sitting there watching like CNN or something, mm. and my girlfriend was just in the bathroom, just like furious yeah like, clog, like trying to, to to plunge the toilet she was just furious and i went in there and i was like what's going on she's just like 
your dad clogged the toilet. And yeah. I could hear my dad be like, no, I didn't. And I was just like, oh, I was like, did you clog? She was like, I didn't fucking, I didn't fucking clog the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't me. And my dad's like, it wasn't me. And I'm yeah. like, well, some, I was like, somebody clogged the toilet. And he's like, I don't know who. And I was yeah. like, well, who else has been here all day? Yeah. And my girlfriend's like, it wasn't me. Yeah. And so then I was like, oh, you know, just give me the plunger. I was like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I was like, I'll plunge this thing. And she, and she was so mad. She was yeah. just like, no, fucking give it to me. I'll do it. I'm yeah. already doing it. And she was like, you know, girls get like that. They get really stubborn. Yeah. And like, they don't want to let you just fix, take care of the situation. And so right. I was just like, give me the plunger. Right. And I was trying to take it from her. And then she like pulled it out of my hands and just like sat there and like, was like plunging, like vigorously plunging. Right. And when she pulled back, the thing shot back and just shot like shit and toilet paper all over her face. <laughs> and, and she had a full like hand that rocks the cradle breakdown. <laughs> just smashed the plunger, smashed the bathroom and just screamed and they just went outside. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like, holy shit. I'd never seen her that mad. Yeah. And then, uh, I would have done I'm, the same thing. <laughs> Honestly, I would have done the exact same fucking like, thing. I, I walked her. outside yeah. and uh, she was just sitting there like crying mm. and smoking a cigarette. Just so mad. There's With still, shit all over her face. <laughs> still little dingleberries just in her hair. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And I was yeah. like picking it out. Yeah. And we go back in and my dad's like, I didn't do it. And I was yeah. just like, you totally did. I know you did. Yeah. I, I cleaned it up. But yeah. after that, yeah. he wasn't allowed to stay with us. I was like, I'll split a hotel room with you. You could just stay in a hotel room. <laughs> you you got to be, if you're a toilet clogger, and I am, you got to be considerate of that when you're elsewhere. You exactly. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. My, my dad mm. always did it. Mm. And he did bring the shit hanger with him sometimes. Mm. But sometimes he didn't. He would just clog the toilet. He thought it was really funny. Mm. He would do that. But God, I remember, yeah, I remember she was so angry. Mm. So angry. Anyway, yeah, so that that's the story. Hopefully, uh, my girlfriend's parents do not clog the toilet. Whenever you're anywhere and you have to use a toilet plunger, never ever touch the tip of the handle. Why? Because that's what I use to break up turds. And I imagine <laughs> other people... I imagine other people do the same thing. You flip so, it around and yeah, just... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wash it carefully after, but again, it's wood, you know? Yeah. So Wow, I never... You know, I never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, never touch it people it's a God, good little yeah, life no. <laughs> there's a there's a yeah. good life i can't hack. be the only one who does that it's a good life hack. yeah so hey wow yeah yeah you know you should uh maybe uh why does the show always end up there man yeah i don't know but you know, maybe you should put a, a video up on youtube just showing people how to uh you know properly break up a turd you could mm. like maybe it could be like a cottage like industry or like a side business for you what, what are you doing these days for work um, I'm I still have, unemployed. I no, I have some gigs here and there. I was I was thinking about you the other day. I yeah. was like, how does Harrison pay his rent? Like it's been it's been over a year since you've been unemployed, right? It's been almost two years. Almost two years. Yeah, yeah. Two years. Almost two years. Yeah. You know, and it's pretty so, crazy, huh? And we make a little yeah. bit of money off the Patreon, yeah. but and I, not get, enough I to, get gigs here and there. You know what I mean? So you get you kind and of and also do like I don't use the gigs. Patreon money for my own part. We use it for shit only related to the show. Yeah, that yeah, is true. So. That is true. We yeah. actually don't spend money, Patreon money, but, yeah. but um, but yeah, you uh, you get freelance gigs. I right? get freelance gigs sometimes. Well, well, okay. What was the deal? This is this is amazing. So Harrison mm-hmm. has been unemployed for a while. Yeah, and you've become creative in your job prospects, to mm. say the least. Like yeah. you've you've come up with creative ways 
to uh, to earn some money. And one of the most creative ways I think I've heard in a, in a while is you tried out for the LAPD. I did. Los Angeles Police Department. I did. I thought yeah. you were fucking with me. No. I, I really thought you you were. Mm. But that's something you really did. I did. I so, did it. So this happened. I got I got like several steps into the the recruitment process. Well, but this happened a few months ago. Yeah, it you did this a few, few months, months ago. ago. We weren't allowed to talk about it on the mm. show because you kind of have to do a non-disclosure mm. kind of thing about it. And if the, mm. and if they found out, you'd be completely disqualified. But now it's you're. Did they just like uh, not not choose you, or were you uh, disapproved? Like, what would happen? I was disqualified. Disqual. You were disqualified. Mm. Based on what? Well, first of all, there's there's several you know uh, gateways that are designed to stop people like me from being police officers. That, exactly. I figured you'd be disqualified as soon as you showed up and they saw you. No. Okay. No. Believe it as or not, they saw the pedal glasses. I wasn't like, even. Out. Well, I didn't wear the fucking. I didn't wear these <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson glasses to the fucking you know the belly of the beast of fucking Los Angeles Police Academy. Why would you want to do? Why would you want to be an LA cop? I had a manic episode. I, I had it was just like last year, and I had like I had detoxed from like a this slight relapse, and then I was starting to get my chip. You know, my my brain was starting to work normally again, and I started to get these manic episodes. And somebody was a friend of mine. I think it was hung on terrorists was trying to convince me to be a high school teacher or something. And she was like, I did. You know, she's like, my mom told me I should be a cop, and I was like. Oh my God, that's it. That's the answer. I need to, I'm going to be a cop. But doesn't it go against every fiber of your being? Like, could you bust somebody for smoking marijuana? Um, if it was you? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. I would feel bad if it were like a black guy in the hood. I yeah, would, like that some would, guy. That would, but if it was like a white person, I'd have literally no problem arresting them for drugs. I don't give a shit. Double standard. If they get, if they're stupid enough to get caught, they deserve it. You, you would bust somebody for, uh, like if it was just a dude walking down the street, accidentally drops a baggie of cocaine. You know what? I'd probably be more inclined to look the other way for that kind of shit. You know, would you be a um, bad Lieutenant and actually take the cocaine? But the goal would be to do the, do the stupid patrol shit. And that, yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. I, one one thing that worried me about being a cop is like it wouldn't be hard for me to imagine becoming bent yeah exactly you know I, mean? I, I think it'd be very different the temptation would yeah. be there but i think i think that the terror of going to prison in general not 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 only going to prison as an ex-cop would be enough to keep me strong as straight a narrow. bent cop yeah bent <laughs> <laughs> I don't a think bent, it'd be that difficult for you to bull, be, as to be they bent. Say. Yeah, a bent bull. Uh, I can see it's like what was that movie with uh, Denzel Washington, where he's cruising around with was it? It wasn't Kevin Bacon. I think it was Ethan Training Hawk. Day. Yeah. Training Day. Training Day. I can yeah. see something very similar. Yeah, I can, I can see you in that movie. Yeah, I, I'd alter. I, yeah, I wouldn't ultimately go into narcotics. Like when I became a detective, I'd probably go into something else. Harrison PD. Mm-hmm. So wait, that, was that the goal? You wanted to be a detective? Yeah, yeah, you wanted was, to go solve crimes, solve yeah. murders, that kind of thing. Yeah, murders or sex crimes or something. You know? How? But to get to that point, you have to do. You have to be like a, a patrol you know, guy for like and five a patrol years. Guy for five years, something like that. Yeah. How Unless much? You like, you know, I don't know. Shoot like three black guys or something two and then years you, in, <laughs> and then they promote you or something. Yeah, if you taser yeah. a black guy and mm. beat him within inches of his life, you, yeah. you become a captain. 
I think that's the way. I it mean, works. believe me, I had reservations about it, but I was like, well, I can be in the belly of the beast without being digested. I'm sure I can work this out, you know. Because so, I don't like. I feel like the. I feel like law enforcement contributes to the um, uh, private prisons. You know, I feel like I feel like there's an incentive to imprison people because of private prisons. So I have problems with that. The LAPD used to be way it's still racist, but it used to be super, super racist to the extent where the federal government actually had to take over the agency yeah. for like 10 years Rodney in the King. late 90s. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was actually one of the things that made me like start to be like, OK, maybe this isn't for me is at the police academy. They have an entire a dining room building named after Daryl Gates. <laughs> Daryl Gates. Yeah. The racist cop who was exonerated, which yeah. started the whole uh, riot. Yeah, who was That's basically not only responsible for the riots starting, but also mismanaging the riots and almost causing the destruction of a major U.S. metropolitan city. Yeah, for yeah no, that guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. And they fucking honor him with a with a... A, a lunch hall yeah that was like maybe this isn't like cafeteria this isn't my bag you, well what it got me is this mm. it's it's the i guess the archetype of cop yeah like the type of person that becomes a cop a lot of it are, are people who are ex-military a lot mm. of them are uh are like reform party guys who can't do anything else yeah you know, yeah. What, you know what i'm saying it's like they were like the football players in high school and it's like and you know i what else am i going to do either army or cop yeah and uh, but a lot, but the, it's the military there were, this, guys because that this is Los me. Angeles. There were a lot of Asian guys, I think, who were doing it specifically to disappoint their parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's the overcompensation, though. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I could see that too. So, yeah. So, aren't you a little too old to be a cop? Like, what's I, the average what? age? Yeah, the average age is like early twenties. Yeah, I wasn't the oldest person there. You weren't the oldest person I wasn't. there. Wow. Yeah. There's no age. There's no age limit. There's what? no age limit. You could be like in your 60s and try out for a cop. I, you try probably cop. wouldn't. You probably wouldn't make yeah, it. Yeah, but there's no official age limit. All right. So, so start from the beginning. How how the whole process go? How far did you get? Um, I got to maybe the this the in like. I, I, I had to do. I had this. to do an interview. I got. To, I did an interview. I so I got to maybe stage three. What's the first stage? The first stage is you go and you take a bunch of tests, uh, written tests and physical tests and all this shit. I'm sure those written tests are very difficult. Yeah, they were pretty easy. <laughs> you just have to write some essays and not be like, but I have, you, be, you can't be illiterate. too smart. You can't be too smart. So you have to like dumb it down a little but bit. Yeah, because if you're too smart, then you're going to expose the corruption. They don't want you. Yeah, they don't want you. So yeah. if you're too smart. So uh, there's all these things that were in my way. Well, first of all, the first step is is you do the written test, and then there's a physical test, which I passed, but I barely fucking passed that you thing. Do, you don't seem to be in peak physical I'm condition. I'm not in peak physical condition, but I have really good genes. Yeah. Physical it, genes, not mental genes. Because, I mean, you smoke a lot. I do. You drink a lot. I don't smoke that much these days. Oh, you don't? Well, no. yeah, vaping doesn't vape. count. Vaping doesn't count. So what's the physical test? Like, uh, you have to do an obstacle course? You have to do, like, a sprint. You have to do, like, a, I don't know, run a mile and a half in a certain amount of time. Um, and then you have to do a bunch of sit-ups and Are you, you have to do a bunch of push-ups. running a mile and a half? You know what? I used to run a lot. Like oh, I used to run right. 5Ks. Like, wow. You know, when, I, when I lived I'm in New surprised. York and when I first moved here, I used to run like four days a week. Oh, I wow. used to run a lot. So I still have the muscles. I just don't have the stamina anymore. So I could do it. It just like, yeah, it just killed me. Cause it'd I'm, be rough I'm for rusty. me too. I'm real yeah, rusty. It'd be, it'd be rough for me. Oof. And, uh, so I, I did that and actually I did well on the running well enough on the running well enough on the sit-ups believe it or not 
so that th- that actually because the push-ups I did terribly I did real bad with the push-ups <laughs> because apparently my giant Jew version of push-ups aren't acceptable. <laughs> what, not, what are they like military style? Code. Like you got to touch some guy's fist or yeah, something Yeah, you got to touch a guy's fist on the wow, ground. yeah, that's like a and drill I, And instructor. I was like preparing before the thing. I was like doing push-ups and I was like, yeah, I could do like 30. This is great. I could do 10 of the real ones. Did uh, did they give you an it. outfit or did you just wear your own shorts? And a I wore my own gym clothes. Oh, okay, I was wondering yeah. if they give you like a, like I'm picturing like Police Academy. That's it is like Police Academy. But this is before, you still have to, if you were hired, you still have to go to the I'd Police Academy. I'd have to go to the though, Police right? Academy, yeah. So this is the pre-Police Academy. And I was trying to figure like out if I'd be more like Steve Gutenberg or more like Bob Goldthwait if I did Yeah, I wonder if you'd be Police more like Academy. Bobcat or uh, you wouldn't be like Hightower I think no. yeah, I could see you being like the guy that makes the noises. Was that yeah. his name? <laughs> Winslow? Yeah, yeah. Michael yeah, Winslow. Michael yeah. Winslow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that would be make good. A, like a, you yeah. could do like a machine gun sound. Yeah. You'd scare the gangbangers away. <laughs> so you do this physical test. And is there like a like a drill instru- like a drill sergeant yelling yeah. at you? Yeah. The whole time? Yeah. Like, come on, you pussy. Yeah. And you have to be like, yes, sir. You know, oh, it's a whole thing. And I was like, wow. Oh, oof. They go that far Eesh. with it. Yeah, it's military shit. Yeah. Did uh, anybody just, was anyone there just like, fuck this and just leave? Um, like, do they pare you down? There like, were eventually? some people. Yeah, there were some people that left. Um, there was, yeah, there was, there were some people that were throwing up after the running. Because <laughs> I think they had like partied the night before or something. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm surprised. I didn't think, I mean, I guess you look at some yeah. of those cops and they're, you don't see like, like Chicago PD, you'll see like an overweight dude Yeah. that you're like, I could, I know I'd be able to run away from you, but I've seen yeah. some LA cops that look somewhat in shape. Yeah. But I mean, how many women were there? A decent amount. Um, but I mean, it was probably like still, you know, uh, 90% men or something that were there, but they're like dying to hire women. Like yeah, they, they literally because they they want they're it's at eighteen percent women or something, and they need to get up to twenty percent or something like that. So they're hmm. they're dying to hire women. So you you do the written test first, then yeah. you do the physical test. Yeah. Then what happens? Uh, then like they call you for they if you pass that, which I did, they call you for an interview. I had to go to and sit down and sit down, wear a suit, and talk to these fucking lifelong police bureaucrats. Wow, and and be like extol the virtues of the LAPD which was very hard for me <laughs> you and I had to like, do that? yeah it was <laughs> like there was this gauntlet of fucking shit say. it was like it was oof. it's got the cognitive dissonance here I just I would have yeah. so much trouble doing this and had I gotten to the next stage I would have had to pass a polygraph test so what I did is I actually studied um, to take a polygraph and I know somebody that like works um, in like an HR department where they have one. So I, I went and used it. Or did you pass? Yeah. I so figured what, out how to do would it. Would they ask you like, have you ever taken illicit drugs before? I believe so. Yeah. They would ask you that. Um, Cause there's a, believe it or not, there's like disqualified. Like if you have ADD or something, or you've ever taken like any antidepressants or that pretty much disqualifies you. Believe so if it you or have not. any uh, history of mental health, yeah. you're disqualified. Yeah. So if, if uh, what about like you've been to rehab several times, a couple stints in rehab. Yeah, they don't like that. Uh, you would be disqualified based yeah. on that. Yeah. What about like a couple drug arrests? That would probably disqualify. Yes, that would dis- definitely disqualify. I can't believe they're that strict. Yeah. yeah. You can be like, I, I smoked weed and they'll be okay with that. Um, but you can't be like, I sold weed for a while in college. Yeah, no. Okay. No. Uh, they want you, they, they kind of want like 
Boy Scouts. And a lot of the people, a lot of the young dudes who were there were like Boy Scouts, which, and looking at them, the ones who weren't military, who were who were all fucking like Clark Dumb Kent. do right. Yeah. Goody goods. You can see them, how terrified they would be in an urban environment and why they might be real quick on the fucking trigger and panic and yeah. shoot a fucking unarmed man well, by accident. You know? They've probably never been exposed to that type yeah, yeah. of environment before. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, I, I, cause what you do with a polygraph is like, you could do a few things to like, when they ask you the, the control questions, you like bite your tongue so that it looks like you're just nervous the whole time. So it throws off the it throws oh, off the it throws standard, off the, uh, you know. The, yeah, yeah. So the standard that they're judging you based so when on they're is like, already, it, you know, uh, as your name Harrison, you say yes, but you're biting down on your tongue really hard. So can't that, they tell? Like, would they be able? No, would they know. They can. They used to. They make you take your shoes off now because people used to put tacks in their shoe. Oh, so they'd but, step on the yeah. thumbtack. But they, to if the you pain. bite your tongue correctly, they're not going to be able to tell. Hmm. Also, what you can do is you have to practice just answering a different question in your head. So when they ask you, like, you know, um, have you ever smoked crack? You ask yourself, do I own a house? And you answer no. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's so, like you you take the question and then you yeah. answer something like unemotionally yeah. you know, that you would you know, answer yeah. without a problem. Yeah. Also, clenching your anus helps. So. <laughs> clenching your anus? Yeah, that helps. <laughs> Well, you, I'm sure you had to learn that in rehab. <clears throat> right. Um, wow. So did you even get to that point, though? No, I did not get to that point because um, uh, they required a medical examination, which I didn't realize this, but they I, apparently I had signed the thing that allowed them to get the shit from my doctor. Oh, your um, records? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they obtain your records. Which uh, I didn't see that coming. And then I was like, oh, why did they? And then I looked at my medical records, and it's like. What's it? What's in your. How, first of all, is it like. I didn't half know the my doctor was. Phone book? I did, yeah, I didn't know my doctor was <laughs> writing all this shit down. Because it was like, went to rehab, he's bipolar, he has ADD. He has a Wonder Woman uh, fetish. Yeah, he, uh, he, was, he did methamphetamine, he did heroin. He's uh, not allowed around pet yeah. stores. He might have syphilis. <laughs> you know. Wow, so there's this whole thing. Yeah. Wow. I didn't have syphilis, by the way, but they, <laughs> they thought I did at one point. So, so wait, that's in your, your note? That's in your notes? Like yeah. in your medical history? This guy, it's like, just writing this guy everything could down. have had syphilis, yeah. but wow, that's terrible. Yeah. This guy was like a fucking war correspondent, just writing everything down. Guy, I, wonder if the, I wonder if the, the police officers yeah. who were reviewing the new potential recruits if yeah. they come across your medical records like oh my god check this out making copies putting it up on the refrigerator yeah yeah so so what happened did you find out that they had it and then they called did they even call you back i just got an email that said i was disqualified oh that's it yeah. just an email wow. but by that point by that point i was moving ahead with the process like after i did that whole day with the tests and the, just being around those people and being in the fucking daryl gates cafeteria was enough to be like, I don't think I want to do this. Because well, before we that happened, about yeah, this. before that happened, I was like so gung ho. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna, I get a, I get a trick all these people, and I, I hope my past doesn't fuck me up for this. And but after that day, I was like, God, I, God, I hope yeah. I disqual- get disqualified because it seemed like one of those things that like now I don't want it, but because I don't want it, I'm gonna get it. You know, <laughs> because that's how my life works. I still can't picture you as a cop. Yeah, it'd be an interesting one, that's for sure. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely more of a, along the lines of the bad lieutenant, like Harvey Keitel. Not, 
a Nicolas Cage, Harvey Keitel, right. bad lieutenant. Although I love the Nicolas Cage one, honestly. Yeah, I, it's great. Know, I don't think I ever actually saw it all the way through. It's better. If, it's only good if you could see it in the theater with other people. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah. Same with that. Uh, what, what's the one where he stole the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> National Treasure. National Treasure. Yeah. See that in a theater filled with children? It's a great experience. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, yeah, I remember when uh, we were talking about this, because I've, I've been wanting to talk about this for months. Right. But you were like, no, nah, I can't until I'm officially disqualified. Yeah. And so we were talking about it, and I was like, how could you do this? Like, how could you go out and arrest somebody? Well, because I didn't want the list, like a disgruntled listener who like, still pines for Wackerly to fucking call them. You know what well, I mean? you never know, though. I mean, yeah. maybe someone, they do a search and it pops up with your name or who knows. It I don't know. It wouldn't. But, it probably you know, wouldn't. But yeah. yeah, or a listener could find out that you, you, know, you talked about it and then just send a link sure. to the show. Absolutely. You know, and then yeah. that's all it would take. Especially for that. I couldn't imagine what they would be like. He does what? Mm. A, a pod what? <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember we were talking about it and you were like, I can compartmentalize this. You know, it's I'm like, very, I am. I can do that. And you're you saying know. you could do it, but I was like, you know, I bet you as soon as you immerse yourself in that environment, have yeah. to deal with these people, have to deal with these superiors, yeah. you're going to have a different attitude. I have it. a real hard time with authority. And honestly, I thought I could just, I'm just like, I'm just going to turn my brain off and I can just, I'll just get, just get through it. Just get through it. Just get through it. I mean, I've been through a lot of shit in my life. You know what I mean? It was hard. It was hard for me. It I don't think I could do it either. Me. And that, you know, that's why I have a lot of respect for people who have done the military. I yeah. could not do it. Like when I, I got I that, when I got that disqualified thing, I think I could do it at w maybe when I was younger. You think you know? at 18 you could have done that? I definitely couldn't. Maybe, uh, maybe a little later. May, maybe in my early 20s I could have done it. But now at this point in my life, it's like, yeah. Like when I got that disqualification email, I was like, thank fucking Cyber Christ. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> well, that's the thing with the military. It's like, if you can withstand that and get yeah. through it and do it i mean it's it's great like mm. it does it, it can do wonders for your life like mm. I, I work with a guy who uh he's like a systems engineer that guy probably makes like 200 grand a year yeah had all his training paid for school mm. paid for right meanwhile i get like a fucking liberal arts degree right still paying on my college loans it's yeah. like yeah i could see how it'd be very beneficial to go to them. and that that guy still gets uh i mean he kind of, i think he's uh what's that called like a reserve yeah you're an army reserve where every now and then he has to go to like a boat because I think it's Navy so he has mm. to go do a boat in like Italy for a couple weeks mm. and do that but he gets paid every month like 2500 bucks a yeah, month but at the same time I know a lot of Marines who got PTSD and are on meth and heroin now so exactly you know which yeah probably would happen to me uh, you never but know I, I don't I just don't think I could conform to that lifestyle yeah like someone's screaming at me all the time and do, I just I just couldn't do it and it's like, what's with all the yelling? Why yeah, all the yelling come, all the time? Why don't you chill out? Okay. Yeah, I yeah. didn't do anything to you. Is there a problem with your mother? Is that why? And you're taking it out of me? Transference? Yeah. I let's, could see it not going Let's well. just go get a, a good schmear. All right. <laughs> go get a bagel. Yeah. Get some locks, some schmear, and we could talk this out, me and you. You know, we don't have to yell at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I would suck at that. It, the institutionalized racism worried me. I'll be honest. Well, that I mean, me. definitely, uh, that's definitely the history you know what, of the think LAPD. It, it might have just been because I had just like binge watched The Wire for the first time or something. It, honestly, I, I honestly think that's probably what it was. 
at a very vulnerable time in my life, I binge-watched yeah, watch the, the Wire. Wire for the first time. Like, do I want to join? And these I was like, people? I'm kind of like McNulty. I'm gonna this. This looks good. I'm you gonna do this. Don't you know? get me wrong. Like yeah. I've met some cool cops. I do know a couple uh, yeah. a couple cops that are actually are all right people. Good, right. you know, good people. But I've met a lot of asshole cops too. Right. And I and I might be completely biased, but I think. Mm majority are kind of dicks and that's why you pursue that line of work yeah that's why they yeah. call them dicks mm. yeah um <laughs> i don't think that's true but sure <laughs> but i i'm just saying i know a couple guys yeah. that are that are cops that i grew up with they're actually good people there are some righteous bulls you know what i mean you know i've been uh, i've been arrested by uh mm. a couple cool cops actually yeah. Yeah. But i've been arrested by dick dickheads too um, but yeah, I just, I don't think I could, I could succeed in that environment. I think I'm, I'm going to be able to, I don't think I'd be able to deal with it. Right. Also, I'm way too old and way too Jewy. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it must've been a sigh of relief. It was, it was. Cause I was like, eh, this isn't, this isn't Although I was, I was wondering if, uh, would you, would you have quit the show if you'd have been a full on cop? No. You would have kept doing it? I would have kept doing it. So yeah. would you have been able to talk about like uh I don't know I don't on the beat with Harrison. Honestly, I don't <laughs> think I, I don't think I would because I think probably some listener who doesn't like Looney would would report me. And I could I, report would, you for talking. Are you allowed to talk about it? I'd lose my pension, goddammit. <laughs> They're gonna take away my pension. They're gonna take away my shield. Well that's you know? a, that's another thing. Harrison, get in here. You're badging your gun now on the table. <laughs> God damn it, Chief. It's got to be an angry black man as yeah. chief. Yeah. It's like, God damn it, Harrison, you've yeah. done it again. Yeah. Why don't you play by the rules? And you're like, chief, yeah. it's just there are no rules when you're on the street. Tell that to that dead little girl in there. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah. want, so if you would have made it to the police academy, that would have been the next step, right? If you passed the polygraph. Yeah, yeah. Would it have been like you had to like go somewhere for like a week? And is is that how that, that no, works? No, it's it's actually up right near Dodger Stadium. Oh, that's where and, the police yeah, academy that's is? where police academy is. And you just have to go every day and go to class and do the stupid, you know. Oh, so it's not like the movie at all. No, you, you're not staying there. Hmm. You're not. There's not dorms and shit. You're, do you, you think know. you would have somehow some hijinks would have happened? You but just, it's pretty pays for. I mean, you start at sixty grand a year in LAPD. Sixty grand. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you get a pension. Yeah, and full benefits. I'm I'm assuming. Oh yeah. In case you get shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was looking forward to hearing some police academy stories. Right. See if you end up like somehow just absolutely naked in public. Then you run into this bar to kind of like hide out. And it turns out the bar is a gay leather bar called the Blue Oyster. It, you know, it's, that can it, happen. Yeah. And it's also, it was impossible. It was really hard. Actually, it was hard for me to pass the test because it's hard to concentrate. Because the entire time I was there just in my head, just playing... Just in over and over and over and over and over again. It would just be in my head for like fucking forever until I finished. All right, this wasn't a joke that went too far. It wasn't a joke. I was real earnest about it until the after the first day. Then I was like, oh my God, I hope this doesn't work out. But I still felt compelled to move forward with the process for some weird reason. Just because you're stubborn. Yeah. Stubborn and committed. Yeah. What happens if you would have made a Rodney King joke? Just instant disqualification? No, I mean, the lady who was like our training person was like, I've been doing, she's like, I've been doing this for 30 years and whatever. And she's like, I remember when that shit happened and it was a disaster. Because actually, 
that LAPD is very different from the LAPD oh, yeah, now because yeah. the, the feds took it over for like fucking 15 years. Well, did they have any minorities on the staff back then? They did, but not many. Like two. You know? <laughs> um, well, you know, black police showing out for the white cop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. Um, so it doesn't matter. Tell it to that little girl. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you didn't did, yeah. uh, become a cop. Although I was interested yeah. in having a segment like, what about know, the rights of this dead little girl? <laughs> Get that thing out of here, Harrison! <laughs> Why are you bringing the dead girl Hi, into I the did. studio? I, don't use it as a puppet. <laughs> uh, people, it's episode six thirty here of Sick and Wrong. We have Fistful of Steel coming up next. Steel actually weighs in on a you know it's a fairly topical. Mm. Fistful of Steel. Um, I I didn't know Steel. Uh, consumed any media, like any television or movies, post-1986. Okay. But apparently he uh, stays on top of things. He, he watches um, Dances with the Stars? He watched the Paterno movie. Oh, oh okay. Have you heard about that with Al Pacino? I, 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 oh, is that who's in it? Yeah, Al Pacino plays Joe Paterno. Oh, my God. But uh, apparently, I guess he was upset at yeah. the casting of Jerry Sandusky. Who, who played didn't. him? Um, I forget who he said. He said it was a no-name, and Sandusky barely had any lines and uh, didn't even really have a shower scene. He was pissed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he goes into this whole thing about his uh, favorite movie molesters. Do you yeah. have a favorite movie child molester? You went into the shower with three boys, <laughs> and that's what happened. Hello, hello. Because uh, you, you know he had, one of those, he had to have one of those moments in that movie. That's why I'm going to see that movie. Oh, yeah, he had to. Because yeah. like, all those movies, just like, like he, he's an absentee landlord. And like, <laughs> we found your friend in a garbage bag. Like, oh, my God. I, I got to watch it now. I got to watch it now. Who's my favorite TV molester? Is that true? Yeah, or, or movie molester. Do you have a favorite child molester? I don't know. Steels is uh, it's famous different strokes. Oh, episode. the bike shop. Yeah, the bike shop. Okay, which is probably that's the a, most famous molester in television history. That's honestly the only Gordon one I could, Jump. That's actually the only one I could think of offhand. Did you ever see the movie Happy? The guy from Happiness. Okay, that, that's my favorite. That's your favorite. That's my favorite movie molester. I can't mm. really think of too many it's others. Two on the nose. It's a good one, though. It's yeah. a damn good... You know, after that happened, kind of like when uh, Leonardo DiCaprio played that uh, Rotundo in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Mm-hmm. So convincing. I thought he was really a Rotundo. I didn't even yeah. know who he was. I thought I was like, okay. wow, they actually found a really good Rotundo to play mm-hmm. this role. In that movie, I'd never seen... I forget the guy's name. But I'd never seen... Uh, I think his name's Dylan Baker. I'd never he seen that actor before. He just looks like that. Yeah, he just and looks like after that. Yeah. I can't get that out of my head. And I mean, yeah. he's in a lot of stuff. He's right. in a lot of movies. Mm. He's in a lot of, uh, I think he's in Marvel movies. He's in a lot of TV shows. <laughs> Every time I see him, I'm just waiting for him to be like, would you like a sandwich? Yeah. You know, ready to molest <laughs> someone. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yes, it's a very topical fistful of steel coming up next. Uh, but before that, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. 
That is absolute bull piss. Absolutely. Uh, my sperm was as potent as it got because I knocked up a broad who had a black baby. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm inciting violence, and somebody bring me up on charges because that is horseshit. That motherfucker goes into my... This is my realm. Absolutely. I'm going back to the old school, back in the 50s and the 1940s when they used to use VD for venereal disease. Fuck the STDs, I still have VD. No fucking way. I don't buy it, I don't believe it, and I think it's pure fabric. Dale. D, what's up, sweetheart? Hey, hey, what's cracking? Anything uh, going on in uh, the, the Bay City, Michigan area, the Tri-City area? Uh, no, uh, a couple of weeks ago was the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Do you still go, yeah. do, you, do you actually go into public for the St. Patrick's Day Parade? Uh, no, I've not attended in about two, uh, probably three or four years. I don't think I've attended any of the festivities uh, during the parade. I, re- I recall that being a very festive occasion in Bay City, which I didn't even think there were that many Irish people in Bay City. There isn't. It's all Polish. But so why why would they celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Uh, because Polish are drunks, much <laughs> like the Irish, so they just basically well, will hijack the Irish holiday for the weekend. It's because they, in the Polish people's mind, in America anyway. And the, I think the Irish Americans feel the same way. They just use St. Patrick's Day as an excuse to drink beer. Mm. That's that's what it is. It's and, just an excuse to get drunk all day. Yeah, but they don't. But the thing is, is they don't even need that excuse because the Polacks are going to get drunk anyway. You know what I mean? It's like, but this gives them some sort of disclaimer that oh, oh I don't normally drink on Sundays. It's a we got a St. Patrick's Day parade going on, so I'm drinking. No, you drink on Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays. When I know you are, you're a fucking Polak. You're drinking all the time. Well, it doesn't matter that it's St. Patrick's Day. We don't need an excuse. You do it anyway, so don't try to you know pull the wool over people's eyes because nobody's buying it. You fucking drunk Polak. Well, I think they also want an excuse to drink in public because they can drink on the street, right? Uh, I think there's special leeway on that day where if you you can have it, you're not supposed. To, I don't. I don't think you're supposed to have open intoxicants like walking down the street with a fifth of Jack Daniels and swinging off it. But I think if you have it in like a uh, red cup or something like that that isn't doesn't have you know the name of the alcohol on the outside. I think, yeah, I think they, in those cases on that particular day, the cops look the other way. Do, do they, do they have beer tents? That, yeah, there's beer tents. Usually at the end of the, the, the parade route, there's beer tents. And then obviously when the parade gets over, everybody just disperses to all the local, local pubs and taverns and then continue drinking till, you know, till they usually not till a certain time, but till they puke or pass out. So usually by seven, eight, nine o'clock, you're losing about 50% of the people out because they start getting to the end where they're vomiting or they're, you know, passed out cold, sitting, you know, uh, bellied up to a bar somewhere. Um, So, yeah, yeah, it's just an all-day fucking drunk fest. See, I'm surprised you didn't, you weren't able to score at this event because there's a lot of drunk basity, probably like, what, middle-aged divorcees. I figure you could just kind of go up to one of those and uh, use some of that steel charm. Well, I've scored in the past. I just, I just, I've elected to go more Ted Kaczynski. 
Speaking uh, of Polish yeah. people, <laughs> trying to go more of a Ted Kaczynski like <laughs> reclusive, uh, living out in the in an outhouse in the woods type uh, scenario during that because I just don't I just don't usually venture out in the public for anything, let alone this particular uh, event. So yeah, I just I didn't but I, in the you know if you talk about all the years of the St. Patrick's Day festival put together. Uh, I used to score once in a while. I struck out with your sister that one year. Oh, I yeah, think we yeah, discussed yeah. last year. Well, she's uh, a little... during the St. Patrick's Day parade. Uh, yeah. She wanted nothing. To, she wanted nothing to do with me. But other than that, every once in a while, I was able to score some drunken, stupid fucking trollop. Depends on the uh, volume of green beer that they've consumed. But yeah, I imagine as the night progresses, you look more attractive. All right, so Steele, you said some rants in. A lot of these are topical rants. Um, and some actually have to do with uh, popular movie and television shows, which I didn't realize that you still watch movies that were produced after 1991. You know, I was surprised uh, by that. Music. I don't listen to music after 89. Okay. Movies, I'll still tune into movies or certain TV shows if something piques my interest. How many times did you see Black Panther? Uh, I don't even know what that, now that, I don't even know what that is. I'm assuming it's something new. So it's a Marvel movie that came out about a black superhero. You haven't heard about Black okay. Panther? It's a, you know, Black Panther, I, actually, just a quick fact here. It's the third gross, the third highest grossing film of all time. I don't know if you knew this, but yeah, just past well, I'm, Titanic. I'm glad you clarified what it was, because when you first said it, I'm thinking that must be some TV show on BET. <laughs> Or it could be like a porn that you had that, uh, you know, yeah. you bought back in the Let's 80s. Big Black Panther. <laughs> All right. So the first rant here has to do with the YouTube shooting uh, that just happened uh, a couple weeks ago here. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, let me get this straight. There are thousands of videos uploaded to YouTube anytime Molly Hatchet or the Captain and Tennille play a county fair. But there is a shooting at fucking YouTube itself. And yet nobody YouTubed it. Look. Let this be a lesson to you people. Even YouTube employees think that shaky, shitty live event cell phone video is annoying as fuck. So if they can choose to be in the moment, then maybe you should choose to do the same next time. So put your cell phone camera down the next time you attend a concert or, well, a shooting. Nobody wants to see your shitty, shaky cell phone video. Assholes. That is ironic. No one actually YouTube the shooting, yet they all work at YouTube. It, it makes no yeah, sense isn't to that me. Odd? What a missed opportunity. You know, I mean, that, yeah. isn't that the point of the platform? Yeah, I mean, you think you think YouTube? If I was, if I owned YouTube, like I was Mister YouTube, and I owned it, I would be very upset at my employees, thinking, okay, our our whole our whole business concept. Is for people to shoot content and upload it to our YouTube site. And here you assholes are, have a golden opportunity. We got a shooter in the building. She's shooting the fuck out of the place. She's shooting your colleagues and your coworkers. And not a single one of you took out your fucking cell phone and tried to hold it up as shaky with your shaky hand and try to get video and upload it to our shitty fucking site. I would start firing people. Yeah, for not doing that because that's great advertisement for YouTube. It's like I work at YouTube. We got a shooting. I'm putting it on YouTube, and, and it, nobody did it. Not and not to mention, not to mention, it's rare to find a single female shooter. A female mass shooter is it's pretty rare sight. So you miss this opportunity. Of, and she's hot too. I don't know if you saw a picture of her. She's actually kind of attractive. She's like a Persian uh, vegan. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Definitely kind of hot. 
Yeah. So I, here, here you have I, an attractive woman coming in, shooting up your office, and you don't fucking pull out your cell phone and record a movie? Yeah, it, it, they it, it, it blows it. my they mind. It blows my, you know, and these same people pull their cell phones out for the entire Mumford and Sons show, you know, recording every fucking song at the concert, but they can't pull their phone out and, uh, and videotape a, a sexy female mass shooter. Yeah, it's and speaking of the, I I Facebooked if it, asking the question a while like after this happened is it is it wrong that I beat off to the YouTube shooter because she is like she doesn't she looks she's kind of a two face like if she puts on one of those long haired wigs she looked amazing but every once in a while she had some pictures she she had a mullet speaking of mullets earlier. There were a couple pictures from some of her sites where she was wearing like a semi mullet on her head. I didn't. I didn't notice that. You know, maybe she she could be a lesbian. She kind of had that look about her too. Yeah, she yeah. had like a lot of weird things going on, but there's something sexy about her. And I don't know if it's wrong to be beating off to mass shooters or if it's. Am I? Is that something I shouldn't do? I don't know. I, don't I, know I think in this it's society what's acceptable. I think it's a case by case basis. But you bring up an interesting point about these these uh, the the people today, kids today. They're going out and videotaping on their stupid fucking iPhones, or even I've seen people bring iPads to fucking shows, to concerts, and they're fucking holding up their stupid iPad, recording the whole show. They're never going to watch that video again. It sounds like shit. What are they doing with it? Yeah, I, I don't. It's it's just this whole day and age. People figure they got oh, I got a phone on my or I got a camera on my phone. I got oh, I'm right here. I better record this or else. Yeah, they'll never watch it again. Two, most of the time they're shooting it from like the back row yeah. of the nosebleed. They're seats, not. They're not on stage. Yeah, and they have a horrible steady hand. Their their hands shaky. The sound is is awful. You can hear the crowd. You can't even hear the music. I've been to a couple comedy shows. You know, comedians hate the oh, music. Comedians hate it. Unlike Unlike music, where you want to hear a band play a song over and over again, if you're a comedian and you're on the road starting a new tour, doing new material, you don't want that material out until you get to a certain city. You know, you don't want the people, you know, in this city to have to see your YouTube video, somebody's YouTube video of your material before you get on stage at at their venue. And I've been to a you know a lot of comedy shows where the comedian will just they'll just have these people kicked right out. They'll just say right right away it's like okay i want this person out that person out i've told them put their phones away they refuse to do it and they're gone yeah no it's 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 distracting and it's annoying and i've heard a a lot of musicians get upset you know dan i saw danzig uh he played with the misfits uh they did a misfits reunion on new year's he banned cell phones you could bring your cell phone but you had to get this like yonder pouch there's a company, it's called, okay. they make these pouches. You have to check your phone in and you can hold this fucking pouch, but you couldn't open the pouch. I mean, I guess you could if you had like a knife or something, but then after the show, you had to go get your pouch unlocked so you can get your phone back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he I hates think you're it. you're going to see more of that. I mean, artists hate it because like it, it, it ruins, um, Not it, ruins the know, experience. It ruins the ambience, you know? for future. Yeah, no, it, it's annoying. You know, it's funny. Uh, a friend of mine who's been on the show a few times, he had a pretty novel way to, I guess, fuck with the guys taking these uh, these videos. He would stand in front of them with his phone, but he'd be playing like a like a 
German Scheiser flick or something on the you know on his iPhone eight, and he would hold it yeah. up in front of them while they're videotaping the show. So it's like you could <laughs> see a little bit of like the performer, but in the, the other screen you just see like a, a fucking phone screen of just like yeah, like a, a woman just shitting all over a man's face. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that was great. Yeah. Or, or interracial midget porn. He'd just be holding it up. It just And then some, yeah, some, some people wonderful. just put their phones down. Yeah, no, it's a great way to stop people from uh, video, especially if they're holding up a fucking iPad, you know, with the iPad yeah, camera. It, it, it's just part of, you know, it's, it's one of the evils of, of technology. I mean, all the great stuff that comes with technology. But then every douchebag, you know, it doesn't appreciate what its purpose is. They they start to abuse it, and now like you can't go, you can't go anywhere. Even like a local band, like if you go watch a local band, shitty fucking local garage band at a fucking shitty local bar, people there'll be ten people holding their cell phones up recording it. Like who's who's gonna go watch fucking no some Bay City shit band <laughs> on YouTube? You're gonna get like three views on it. And you're posting. Who gives a fuck about? It? But yeah, you can't. You can't leave the house without somebody videotaping on their cell phone now. Anything. Uh, yeah, Let alone annoying. a school shooting or whatever else, you know? Yeah, I imagine cops hate it, too, because now they can't just go beat someone in the street without it being caught yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, I know. I mean, fucking, we never would have had the Rodney King riots had Rodney King had a cell phone camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. You said another rant here. This is fairly topical. I haven't actually seen this movie yet, but it's about the, the new Joe Paterno movie. I think it's just called Paterno. So I'm watching the HBO movie Paterno, you know, about Joe Paterno. But the whole time I'm watching it, I can't help but think how funny it would be if the guy who plays Jerry Sandusky gets typecast and can only get work playing creepy white-haired pedophiles. This guy makes an okay pedo, but I think we can all agree that, well, he is no Gordon Jump. I mean, nobody did pedo better than Gordon Jump. In fact, if I had directed this Paterno movie for HBO, I would have taken a few creative liberties along the way and changed the script a little bit. First, I would have had Sandusky own a bike shop, and, well, I would have changed his name to Mr. Horton or Captain Banana Split. I would have made his main victim black and changed his name to Dudley Ramsey. Then instead of having Sandusky give his victims free bowl game tickets in exchange for a little buggery in the Penn State showers, I would have had him give his victims wine and ice cream in exchange for playing Neptune, King of the Sea, in the bike shop bathtub. I could have made this paternal movie a whole lot more entertaining. Why does Hollywood never call me for creative input? Those elitist fucking assholes. Did Al Pacino play Paterno? Yes, I was hoping it would be Danny DeVito, but it turned out to be Al Pacino. <laughs> Al Pacino, yeah. How was it? Was the movie good? Uh, it jumped around a little bit. It wasn't as good as I was anticipating. Um, it just basically focused on the time when the scandal broke out. Like, I thought it was going to kind of go through a little bit more in depth from like when Paterno started at Penn State and all the way through the 70s, 80s, and up to the scandal, and the scandal would be a big part of it. But I... It, it I it was okay. I mean, it was it was something to watch. Killed an hour and a half, did, but it wasn't uh, that great. Did they have any shower scenes with Sandusky and and the children? No, unfortunately, and that, I think that's why most of us tuned into it. We were hoping to see some, uh, or what Jerry would call in the showers, he would call it horseplay. I think he was quoted in the depositions. What, what, wasn't that what happened? Like these, uh, the athletes or whatever, I don't know, they're young. I mean, they were like kids that were there for like a, a summer football program. They're like 13 or 11, and Jerry Sandusky would just get in the shower with them. Like, hey, we're all going to take a shower together. It's like, would you yeah, be like, well, I mean, what are you the, doing, the, dude? The, 
Yeah, I mean, it was basically, yeah, he was a defensive coordinator for Penn State. Obviously, a lot of people know the story, but he was a, and a really good defensive coordinator. They won national championships when he was Paterno's defensive coordinator in the 70s and 80s. Hmm. But, yeah, he, he then started this thing called the Second Mile Charity, uh, which was for, like, at-risk youth to help at-risk youth kind of, you know, they could come to football programs and stuff and, and learn, and they could learn other life skills and stuff. And, of course, he took advantage of having at-risk young boys and took advantage of them. And uh, the I remember when the scandal broke out, one of the things was he would give them free bowl game tickets to, you know, in exchange to taking them on trips where he would then, you know, molest them or whatever. And I'm just thinking to myself, I mean, what are these kids complaining about? They're getting free tickets to the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, they get to see the Liberty Bowl. I mean, that's got to be worth yeah, like our, which you know. is a shitty like low end bowl game. But it's like, hey, you're getting free tickets. Shut your mouth and you know, yeah, take the, the take mouth advantage and take of your it. Tickets and go watch the game. Yeah, I never got free bowl tickets. Um, yeah, but, I mean, a lot of that's the thing is a lot of kids that get fucking banged by an by an elder. They're not getting anything in exchange. They're just getting mouth fucked, but they're not getting tickets to a game or a candy bar. They should be happy. <laughs> Smurf. You know what? Uh, you're right, though. Uh, Gordon Jump played an excellent pedo. Gordon Jump was also in WKRP Cincinnati. Um, yeah. He, he uh, played the bike shop owner in that, that phenomenal episode of Different Strokes with uh, where, where Dudley uh, played Neptune King of the Sea in the bathtub with Gordon Jump. He would have been great in this Paterno movie because he's kind of built like Sandusky. You know, I mean, he's kind of got the same you know body type, and I think he would have made. But he died a few years ago, right? Yeah, he died, but he did show up. I was watching on MeTV, which shows a bunch of old shows. I was watching uh, the Love Boat the other day, reruns of the Love Boat, and Gordon Jump showed up as a guest on the ship, hmm. and it was going to Palo Vierta or whatever in Mexico, where the Love Boat ship always went. And I I kept thinking to myself the whole time. Somebody needs to alert the authorities of the federales in Mexico to arrest this man when he gets off the ship because this is the man that molested Dudley Ramsey and Arnold Drummond in the back of a bike shop in 1976. I imagine the uh, the game of Neptune King of the Sea is at a whole other level when you're on a cruise ship. You know? Oh, you got the whole sea to play <laughs> yeah. Neptune, unlike just his little bike shop bathtub. Yeah, so, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a whole other yeah, level. That'd be fantastic. It's probably the... Yeah, pedos. Uh, the the open sea for Neptune, King of the Sea, is a pedos playground at that point. You know, uh, Gordon Jump did play an excellent pedo. I'll give you that, but he's not my favorite movie TV pedophile. My favorite movie oh, TV really? pedophile. That you, you might not know this. Do you ever see the uh, the Todd Salons movie Happiness? Came out in the nineties. The what movie? The director's named Todd Salons, and the movie's called Happiness. No, I have never even heard of it's, the movie or the director. Uh, it's, a, it's a great movie. He also did a movie called Welcome to Dollhouse, which is really good, too. I think you'd relate to both of those, actually. But happiness is about this one family and uh, and just you know people trying to find happiness or what happiness means. But the, uh, the father of the family played a doctor. He was a psychiatrist named Dr. Maplewood. And it's the actor's named Dylan Baker. And you, you look at him, he looks like a pedophile. He's in a lot of stuff oh. now. He's uh, really quite famous. He was in like the Spider-Man movies. He's like in a, like a lot of new TV shows too. But his name's Dylan Baker. Uh -huh. He looks just like a pedophile. And so in the movie, what happened is he ends up like raping one of his son's 
friends when his son came his son had a sleepover and he just like gave the gave the kid like a, a like a, a fucking like roofie and a tuna sandwich and the kid passed out and then he fucked him and then uh, then everyone oh yeah everyone found out and like in the neighborhood they like painted on the wall like you know fucking child molester like on they spray painted on the front of the house and so the whole family right. yeah it was it was it was about him just being a you know a pedo after he's you know during the trial and like uh his family wouldn't even like she wouldn't his wife wouldn't even let the kids go around him but at one point his son was it was like one of the best parts of the movie his son was just sitting there in the living room looking at his dad and his dad wasn't saying anything and then he like started asking him about it and he was just like dad would you fuck me and he just looks at his at his son he looks at his son and he's like no I'd jerk off instead <laughs> What a great movie line. I wonder who wrote that line in the movie. Uh, dude, dude, that's what I'm telling you. It's like a twisted movie. But this guy, every ever since I saw him, the movie came out like mid-90s, maybe 94, 95. But now when I see him, I can't take him seriously. I can't look at him and not think he's a pedophile. You know, it, there, like, there are other scenes where he like went to 7-Eleven, he got like a Teen Beat magazine, and he's just jacking off in the back of the car looking at Teen Beat. <laughs> he just plays, he should have got an Academy Award for, for playing an amazing pedophile. Very believable. That sounds incredible. And I, just that movie, that one movie line from his kid in the movie is just, that's, 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 that's Tinseltown Hollywood gold right there. They don't make you movies. You don't get a better movie line. You never get to read a better movie line as an actor than that line right there. Oh, yeah. They, they don't make movies like that in, in these days. And I'm, 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 and I'm willing to wager. I haven't seen the Paterno movie, but I bet you they don't have any lines like that. You no, know, there is, a, and that's the other thing about the paternal movie is that really they, I don't even know if the guy that plays Sandusky even has a speaking line in it. Like he's just kind of in the background in a few scenes, and they show him, and I don't they they didn't really focus on much of that at all. It was just it, they, and I guess the name of the movie is paternal. It's not the name of the movie is in Sandusky, so I guess it shouldn't be that all that surprising. But the whole movie was based around the whole scandal of San, Sandusky scandal that took down. You know everybody at that university, and he was so I thought even there'd be it. a little bit more interplay with the Sandusky character, and there really wasn't. The guy looked a lot like. I mean, the guy looked identical to him, though, who they had playing him. I don't know who it was, but at least show uh, a little bit of his grooming techniques or something. You know, so there's a takeaway yeah, from think, the movie. I mean, they did show there was one creepy. There was again, he didn't have any dialogue in it though. But and this was like when Paterno was like thinking. Uh, I think this was when Paterno was like trying to think back through how he couldn't have saw this stuff or whatever happening over the years. And there was one, there was one thing that he was like thinking about in his head where he was, they were on the road at a football game or whatever. And he goes to get in the elevator and Sandusky's already in the elevator with his arm around a young boy. And as the (laughs) elevator doors are closing and and Sandusky smiles at him before the doors close. So that was maybe the best Sandusky scene in the movie, but they didn't, they, they didn't like I said. He was just kind of a an afterthought in the movie. He wasn't real prevalent huh. in the uh, telling then, of the story. But it's a damn shame. Damn shame. Maybe they might skip the, the movie sequel, now. Sandusky, and they'll get more into that. <laughs> All right. The uh, the final rant here, third and final rant, is about another movie that uh, I don't know if this one's come out yet. But uh, Chappaquiddick is it a movie or a TV series? It's a movie. It's a movie. Has it has yeah. it come out yet already? It's about uh, what Ted Kennedy. I I think it's a theatrical release. So I think it's a, I, I think it came out at movie theaters this week or coming out this week. One or the other. It's 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 coming out pretty soon anyway. Wow, Steele, you you are like on top of the curve here. Cutting edge news. That's what that's what you got going on. 
Um, I'm very hip. Very hip, very hip, very current. So uh, here, here's a rant about the Chappaquiddick movie. Well, you've simply done it again, America. Great job. You've just taken our political correctness from, well, male flight attendant gay to Castro Street Fair rubber dildo fist leather bear full-blown AIDS gay. Oh, yes. I just heard an ad for the new movie called Chappaquiddick, and one of the warnings for the flick was that it contains historical smoking. Huh? What? Historical smoking. You heard me. Historical smoking. We now have to warn people every time a movie uses a cigarette as a prop. Can we please hurry up and develop those fucking time machines that you promised me back in 1983? Because, well, I think it's become quite apparent that I do not belong in the year 2018 with these foolish warnings of yours. It was bad enough when movies had to pre-warn us about tits, ass, or salty language, but now you feel the need that you must prepare us whenever an evil tobacco product makes its way into a film. Ooh, what if it's one of those super faggish millennial electronic cigarettes? Will you still force feed us a cute little warning? Or what if they make a Monica Lewinsky movie? You know, I don't know if Bill ever smoked that cigar that he crammed up Monica's pussy, but does jamming a stogie up a fat dame's clam qualify as historical smoking or strong sexual content? You know, hey, instead of giving us the smoking warning for the movie, how about warning us that Chappaquiddick contains poor driving and, well, even poorer swimming. You know, these smoking warnings for these movies are about as nonsensical as, well, doing a remake of Baywatch and making Mary Jo Kopechny the lead lifeguard. Historical smoking. I guess I've, I haven't been aware of that term. When did that become a, like a, a buzzword? It's, it's become, you know, obviously the Motion Picture Association of America or whatever that ranks or rates movies like R, PG-13, whatever, for years, you know, they they put warnings on things like graphic violence or nudity, strong sexual content. Then I thought, like, in the 90s or whatever, they started, like, implementing, if there was, like, drug use in a movie, they'd put uh, drug usage or something as a warning. So if you went to see a movie as a parent, you're, you, you could, you know, if it had that warning. Yeah, it would well, be kids. like the rating, right? Like PG-13. Yeah. You know, sexual yeah, references. Yeah, part of the rating where they, they give you these, what the movie contains, like, you know, nudity, whatever. Uh, and now recently, and this is a Chappaquiddick is the one that just kind of struck my, my fancy when I heard him say that, but I've heard it in other movies. Like, you know, cause obviously in the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, even through a lot of the eighties, smoking is a lot more prevalent than it is now. Oh, like, yeah, everybody you know, did. my parents, you know, smoked, uh, three packs a day, each of them. I mean, people smoked like chimneys back then. Oh, and yeah. so like, it's when you're doing a, a time piece, like a historical piece, Based on which Capaquitic is what in the seventies when Ted Kennedy drove his the car, the car in the into lake the, and, in the lake and killed that woman. Yeah. So back then people were smoking. So if you film a movie that takes place back then, obviously you have to have to be authentic. You have to have people smoking a lot because that's what people did. So hmm. now you're such a pussified uh, country or world nowadays with all the political correctness. Now they feel the need to put in and warn you if there's historical smoking in a movie. Because God forbid you take your kid to a movie and all they do is smoke throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it is just completely absurd. It's completely absurd. The whole logic is absurd. These same kids who 
who have to be shielded from historical smoking can go get on their Xbox and play like Call of Duty and just shoot like random people in the face, you know, in some violent video game. Or they can go on their phone and go on YouTube and watch like a six person black gangbang, you know, but you can't look at a movie. There was someone smoking a fucking cigarette because that's what they did in 1976 when the movie was made or the movie set. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I they have to. Apparently, they got a. They're, they're like Big Brother. Apparently, they need to govern us and they need to watch over us and pamper us to make sure that we're prepared. That there could be people smoking cigarettes, but there could be tobacco <laughs> products in this movie, and we just want you and your kid to know that before you go and see it, because we don't want to be any influence on your kid and have him think that it's okay to go out and smoke after he sees the movie. It's just it's complete bullshit logic. It's it's fucking queer. Yeah, you but know what I think it day, is. That's the day and age we live in. I think it's I mean, the the helicopter parenting that didn't really exist yes. back in the eighties. When it, you know that's the thing with my parents. Like I, I talk to kids, you know, they're not kids, but I talk to guys that I work with. They're younger than me, different generation. Um, and I, you know, I say like, oh yeah, my, my parents didn't give a shit. I was watching fucking, you know, Eddie Murphy bra or, uh, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th or Halloween. I mean, I was like eight, didn't matter. But now you'd never have a, a kid would never be allowed to do that because parents are so concerned about their gluten allergies or like, yeah, or seeing historical smoking in a movie. It's, it's fucking retarded. Yeah. Well, well, you just said it. That's probably next. If they start showing movies where somebody's eating a piece of whole wheat toast, they're probably going to have to warn you that you know this movie contains a scene where people are eating gluten. Historical you know? gluten. I mean, that's, that's that's the path we're going down. Because where does it end? I mean, you already tell us when there's drug use in a movie, and because you know, God forbid, everybody goes there and sees somebody snorting cocaine in a movie, might just run out of the movie theater and go grab a fucking uh, go get <laughs> some ball. coke and start doing some lines, doing some bumps. <laughs> Snorting some boogers here. Like, so if it, if now we're warning people that there might be a fucking cigarette in the movie, like, where does it end? Do we start warning people when they eat toast? Cause they might get, you know, <laughs> God forbid there's gluten being shown in a scene. Historical or, you know, gluten. What's, you know, oh, they're eating a peanut. Oh God, there's, you know, they might have a fucking peanut. If you have a peanut allergy, you don't go in and eat a peanut. Cause this guy ate it in the movie. It's just, it never, if, if we we're going down this direction, it, it can go, it, it, it may never end. I mean, how many warnings are you going to put on a movie at some point? Yeah. And at one point, it's going to be like 20 minutes of warnings in the beginning, and then you can watch the movie. Yeah. Um, you, you bring up an interesting point about Monica Lewinsky, something I've always wondered uh, about her and the, the cigar incident with Bill Clinton. Do you think Monica Lewinsky was actually able to smoke a cigar with her vagina? You know, they do this in Thailand. Like, you can go to Bangkok, and strippers can put a cigarette in their pussy and using their kegel muscles can suck in the smoke and blow it out. Did, do you think she could actually do that? Do you think Bill, she was like telling Bill, like maybe she's being flirtatious in her mm-hmm. fat flirtatious ways. And yeah, she was saying to Bill, she was like, you know what? I can smoke that cigar with my pussy. And Bill's like, Oh, I want to see you do that. And then she just took it and put it in there. Do you, do you think that's what happened? Or do you think Bill just liked the taste of vagina on his cigars? There might be a little bit of both there. I would say if she had a tighter clam, which I imagine hers was big and sloppy. I mean, she looks like she just has a fucking cavernous cunt. Do you think she shaves? So, what's that? Do you think she shaves? Like, is there a little Hitler mustache or 
Or do you get well, some big, I would massive imagine push? This, uh, they, were, they were banging in, what, 98, 99? Actually, before that. I think it came out in 90, So probably 96, 97. My guess is she still had some hair down there. That was kind of before the pre-bald beaver look. Mm. I, so I imagine she had a little bit of a muff. But I imagine that hole of hers was just enormous and cavernous and sloppy and just not... I mean, you had to be pretty girthy, I think, even to the side. <laughs> get in there. So I imagine, no matter how thick, because, I mean, you could get some pretty thick cigars, some big, fat Dutch master you could fit in there maybe that would hit the sides. But Cuban. My, my picture, I picture she just, he had a Swisher Sweet is what I picture. And I imagine it was a little too thin, like a Cigarello. And mm. she doesn't, I don't think she could smoke. Her pussy wasn't tight enough to actually inhale and smoke that cigar. Now, I know what you're talking. I've seen girls, you know, do that, do that with tighter yeah. pussies. Um, um, I used to do when I, the one night that I was a male stripper in 1990, what, 94, was it? 93? Anyway, I filled in to do male stripping for this female stripper I knew at this bachelor bachelorette party combination because their <laughs> male stripper backed wow. out. Who would pay to see that? Yeah, and what's that? Who would pay to see that? Well, they, 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 believe me, I wasn't, that wasn't, I used to go and do like bodyguard, I don't know what you call it, bodyguard, whatever work. The security, yeah. Female strippers would go and do these bachelor parties. They needed a guy with like an escort. So in case somebody got out of line. So I used to go and do that for, it was easy money. It was like a hundred dollars for an hour. Just to stand there, yeah. So I go and do that. And one time they did this combination where they had a, a uh, male-female, which was unusual back then. Nowadays, you see them a lot more. But it was a combination male-female bachelor-bachelorette party. So there'd be a bunch of bachelors that the girls would strip for, and then they had a guy lined up that would go and do, you know, the show for the girl. Well, the, the guy backed up. They couldn't, he couldn't do it at the last minute, so I filled in for him. <laughs> and uh, my move, because I never stripped before. It was awful. My move, I, I wanted to go by the name of White Chocolate, but they... They decided that that wasn't good enough. Uh, so anyway, my move that turned off the whole bachelorette party was I, I had a cigarette, and I took the cigarette out of a girl's mouth, and I bent over, you know, pulled my pants down, and stuck the cigarette in my bubble. <laughs> and then I started reciting Humphrey Bogart lines, because all the movies I saw with Humphrey Bogart, he had a cigarette in his mouth, like, you know. Uh, so I started doing these, like looking between my legs, the, the cigarette in my butt, and looking at him upside down between my legs, reciting Humphrey Bogart lines. Well, they got disgusted, and the whole best rep party basically left the room and went out to the patio. <laughs> so wait, so after, wait, wait, after wait, wait I, a second. You were butt naked yeah. with a cigarette in your asshole? Yes. God. <laughs> I imagine these women are like still said, traumatized. Are the women I still traumatized? It, was, it wasn't something I wanted to do. They, they talked me into it because it would be easy money. Talk about and, PTSD. Uh, I was be there anyway, because I was going to go escort them to the bachelorette party, you know, be there as their, like I said, I, I don't like to call it bodyguards, but that's basically what it was. Jesus. So I, I filled in and did this because their other guy, the, the actual stripper guy, backed out. So I did this. And uh, when I took the cigarette out of my mouth, I put it back in the girl's <laughs> mouth that I took it out of. And that was after it was already in my butt. Well, the girls became appalled. They left out. It became a whole scene. I don't, anyway. We had to leave early, and uh, so yeah, I tried to smoke it, but I I it, I couldn't. I don't know how to do it, but I just stuck it in my butt like it was smoking, but I couldn't actually do the inhalation of the smoke <laughs> through my butthole. Did anyone but, tip uh, you? Like, was anyone clapping or tipping? At, when I first 
when I first started, before I took off, because I went to my duster and like peeled off the duster. <laughs> yeah, and I had, they were at first kind of cheering because they were drunk. You know, g- girls at master parties are usually not just drunk; they're shit face drunk. <laughs> so they were drunk. So I mean, it didn't matter what. I mean, I, what guy was in front of them? They'd be cheering at that point. But being that I went more for like, because I've done that cigarette. I used to call it smoking loaf. I've done the yeah, smoking loaf. I was about to say smoking the loaf. The I time. was at a party where you did that, where I think Martin yeah, actually sick. took the cigarette out of your ass and smoked it. Well, see, he didn't have a problem with doing that. But yeah, I, <laughs> I used to stick, stick, I used to be a thing. I'd go to a party and we'd be drinking. i go, smoking hey, the smoking loaf. loaf. I stick a fucking cigarette in my mouth and then, or my butthole, and I'd start doing Humphrey Bogart life. Well, <laughs> I always worked at a regular party because dudes thought it was funny. <laughs> Well, the dudes at the Classic bachelor party comedy. on the half of the, that side were all laughing their ass off when they saw this. The women didn't find it funny. <laughs> and I always know how to go for the funny. I don't know how to go for the sexy. So, yeah, I I kind of ruined that whole thing. And the strippers were all pissed at me. And they told me I could never work for them again. <laughs> yeah, but the so, name yeah, but White Chocolate whole, uh, works. I mean, it totally works, especially for that for that part of your act. Um, you know, it makes yeah. me wonder, you know how like the, uh, when women smoke cigarettes, there's usually like kind of lipstick traces on it. So when you mm-hmm. smoke the loaf, were there some fecal traces? Like, could you see it? Depends on how well I wiped earlier that day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, I'm, I'm sure a cigarette is white. So, I mean, it's, it will show anything that gets on there. So I'm sure there were times where I took it out and it looked like it was just dipped in a a vat of melted Hershey kisses. <laughs> hey, did did menthols feel better than like a camel? Uh, I don't think I ever had a menthol up there, as far <laughs> as I know. Cause I think a menthol would be it's like eucalyptus or something. Yeah, it's like all minty. Kind of warming. Yeah, I never had. I don't think I ever had a. I don't think I ever used a menthol cigarette. Now huh. that you've brought it up, I may have to go down to the convenience store and buy a pack and see how that works out. Well, you know, if you ever decide to grow back that mullet and maybe take up stripping again, I would bring back the smoke in the loaf uh, bit because it seems like it was a huge hit for a lot of parties. Well, it was a, it was a good hit for about 30 seconds. And then the bachelor party <laughs> found it was not sexy in the least bit. And as I even got an argument with the stripper, they're yelling at me and shit like, oh, why did you do that, you sick fuck? That's not sexy. And I'm like, you're looking at, I'm like, you're talking to me like I know what sexy is. How the fuck do I know? I know what funny is. I went for the funny. I don't know how to go for sexy. It was a whole, uh, I did a whole, I actually did a blog about it a while ago. I'll send you the blog on it. It's a whole story from start to finish, but. Well, uh, I don't know when they're when they're saying that it's not sexy for you to stick a cigarette up your asshole, but yet it is sexy for you to be completely nude in a room. <laughs> well, that's, I'm thinking the whole thing See, wasn't if sexy. Had, if I would have had you with me. I maybe could have won this argument. But, you know, <laughs> they were ganging up on me. There were like four of them and one of me. God. And these strippers were just pissed at me because I lost them money and, you know, it cost them money and I mean, all this bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, I, in other words, I Lewinsky'd myself. Yeah, long I was about before to say. Lewinsky was even. Yeah, before a, it was even name. a thing. Yeah, no, you were yeah. way ahead of the game. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. thank you, Seal, on that note. We've got to get out of here. Thank you, Seal. As always, your rants have been eye opening and informative. Um, and not just eye opening, but in this case, in the last topic, brown eye opening. <laughs> brown eye opening. Yes, and informative. Until uh, next time, take it sleazy, man. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, 
free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So we have a few phone calls to get to, uh, to the Sick and Wrong hotline, 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, people, give us a call. You know, the caliber of the calls lately. I swear to God. I know I bitch about this every week. But we need better calls. Yeah. Like coherent stories. That's what I want. I want a whole... Don't be afraid to call in. I want a narrative. In. I know some people are like afraid to call in and they're like, I don't have a story. You know what I mean? You have a story. Everybody has a story Everybody to tell. has a story Everybody to tell. has a story to tell. As long as it's under three minutes, it'll make it on the show. There are seven million souls in the naked city. My yep. name's Harrison. I'm a cop. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get that. Would you yeah. have that like dirty, hairy voice? Oh, totally. Or would you have to have that effect? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you have yeah. to pull it off. I'd, oh, I'd also just narrate my own detective story just all day. <laughs> just an inner out monologue. Loud, out loud. <laughs> yeah. I stopped to go get some Twinkies. Yeah. <laughs> they were out of Twinkies. Punk. Um, so yeah, call us on hotline 323-522-4032. We did get, some, uh, we did get a couple of good calls this week, though. Um, this one is, uh, is about DMT. You ever do DMT? You ever, you ever I've tried done that ayahuasca. One? Ayahuasca. Is, it, is it the same? I thought ayahuasca is natural. D- d- yeah, DMT is is uh, I think the um, synthesized. The synthesized. Uh, yeah. Drug that's in ayahuasca. Yeah. I've I've done DMT before. You trip very hard, but not mm. as long as acid. It's very yeah. intense, but it's only like it's like a half an hour or something. Right. But it's very intense. Yeah. And then a lot of those drugs, like like DMT in particular, you trip like an intense hallucinatory period for like 30 minutes mm. and then you just come down for like four hours where you just have a headache mm. and you just feel spent you yeah. know what I'm talking about like cottage yeah. cheese brain uh-huh. it's kind of like that but I yeah very intense experience but um this guy has an experience on DMT that I luckily did not okay so yeah hey PP breaths um there's a lot of times where I call you where I'm like, well, if I'm drunk and you can't understand me, I make it more than three minutes. I'm going to make this one short just so y'all can fucking feel appreciated that Jake thinks about you. Um, one time, I smoked some DMT, all right? And then, oh, my God, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is he doing dishes while he's talking to us? I, I think it sounded like he was smoking something. Okay, all right. Maybe smoking weed or something. Hey, AJ, say hello to Thicker Off. Hello, he says hello because he likes your pants. Don't you think this is the type of guy that's like any friend that comes over, he's just like, oh my God, this podcast, they play my calls, gotta listen to it, check it out, check it out. And his friends are just like, God, dude, just shut the fuck up about yeah. that stupid podcast. You could hear that guy, AJ, yeah. in the background. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fucking go. <laughs> just like, shut up already. Um, anyway. Shut up and pass the spray paint. <laughs> I need to huff. Please. Uh, so one time I smoked a fat head DMT and then like I was like as soon as I exhaled I fucking ripped a fat fart and then it smelled so bad that like it smelled like death in the room and then my friend was just like looking at me with the like open jaw like oh 
And then I was like, oh my god, is he mad at me? Did I shit myself? And then he fucking got into the closet after I asked him if I shit myself. He got in the closet and he closed the door. And I was like, he's so mad at me because I shit myself. So then I went to the bathroom and then I dropped my pants to my ankles and I was checking my pants to make sure that I didn't poop myself. And then his girlfriend opened the door because I didn't lock it and she was like, what the fuck smells like horse shit? And I was like, I think I shit my pants. She was like, it smells like you did. And she closed the fucking door. Long story short, I didn't shit myself. And the only reason why my friend went into the closet was because he, that he said that he saw a demon in there. And that, yeah, so that's one of those short shit stories that I got for you all, right? Did you Jake loves you? Your dicks might be small, but I still think that they're cute. Okay? I like you guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know he has a <laughs> is, his inanity has a particular type of charm i was about to know? say you gotta give him credit for yeah. that delivery yeah you know mm-hmm. um would you smoke dmt with uh jizzy jake yeah <laughs> i love without hesitation mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know why not absolutely it's gonna be a story yeah. you know he's the type of guy i've always had this theory and i might be completely just completely wrong but i've had this theory that if you take a kid with down syndrome mm-hmm. and you give them lsd mm. it'll suddenly make them smart like tripping on acid all of a sudden they'll just be intelligent and i might be completely and wrong you like, never tested this theory why not i don't i don't have any down syndrome kids okay i don't know what am i gonna rent one yeah <laughs> from or, where I don't know Craigslist or something <laughs> whatever but that's why I wonder with like yeah. Jizzy Jake do you think he takes DMT and then all of a sudden he's like you know, solving uh, math equations or yeah. something <laughs> I mean I don't know yeah he's goodwill hunting he's like, all of a sudden yeah he's going like mm. oh I can get pie to like mm. a, a millionth digit here yeah you know I, I just wonder like I, I, I doubt it but you never know you never know tripping with uh, tripping on DMT with Jizzy Jake uh huh yeah, find the cure for cancer. <laughs> well, thank you for that uh, story. Not you know, quite he's a, a guy. Story. He is a guy. I gotta say, he is a guy that I wouldn't ever hesitate to hang out with. No, I think it'd be very interesting because it'd be because you know at some point he'd like fall out a window into a kiddie pool full of fucking you know cottage cheese or something <laughs> like something really stupid would happen. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I picture him looking stupid like stupid and disturbing. I picture him looking like Bam Margera. Okay, that's kind of what I envision yeah. him to look like, and sure. getting into the same similar type of hijinks. Yeah, you know. Although he brings up an interesting point: Have you ever actually had to shit on acid or mushrooms when you're tripping? Yeah, it's not pretty. No, it's the worst. Like that's one of the reasons why I stopped doing mushrooms. Yeah, uh, because every time I do mushrooms, I get sick to my stomach, and mm. I just. You know, and it's the worst experience because you're tripping and then you, you're like, oh my God, I think I'm going to shit myself. Do I have to shit? I'm not quite sure if I have to shit. Right. And then you don't, you're just worried. Then you like, you sequester yourself in the bathroom, yeah. which is never a good idea either because then you're going to really start tripping. And then you're like, you know, expelling shit out of your anus while you're tripping, which is a very bizarre feeling. Yeah, it is. And then afterwards... You don't know if you're completely done or not. And then you got to wipe your ass and you never stop wiping because then you're worried that you didn't get all the shit. It's it's a horrible experience. It's really not pleasant. Yeah. So I can imagine Jizzy Jake here tripping I mean, it's in not DMT. Pleasant ever. You know what I mean? It's normally not pleasant. So it's like when you're on yeah, when something you're on, like, that makes you very drugs. aware of all sensation. 
it's it's, it's the worst experience girl. and then you're like ooh, do girl. i smell this or am i thinking i smell this yeah. and i imagine jizzy jake it's like yeah the, the guy's tripping on dmt thinks he shit himself right you know everyone's like someone's like ah oh, it smells like horse shit in here but then you're like Am I, then you're trying to check your anus. It's a horrible experience. Yes, it is. I can empathize with that. Yes, it so, is. Yeah. Just case in point, don't eat Taco Bell before you trip on DMT. Uh-huh. Uh, next call we have here is a guy who uh, is kind of extolling the virtues of the show. All right. Okay, you fuckers. Last message I will ever send to you. You know, I took a lot. Of fucking guts for me to just step up to the plate. Hopefully you'll run it. Hopefully not. I can't even fucking bear to listen to my voice and much less having you listen to it. And Harrison. My- All these weirdos just start to bleed together in my mind after a while. Cause they <laughs> it's all it's hard, really to, yeah, it's it's hard, hard to, to tell them apart. Yeah. This guy's so self conscious about it, though. Yeah. Like, come on. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. We're all friends here. <laughs> And I had a lot of fucking esteem for you, you know, we kind of share some of the same proclivities. You know what, one thing I love about you guys, excellent banter. You guys are fucking awesome. It's intelligent, it's funny, it's, uh, I wouldn't quite say cultured, but it's up to date on shit. And you guys are funny, man, I gotta appreciate that about you. Yeah, we're like the modern day William F. Buckley. You know, people are saying <laughs> that about us. Buckley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, you know, a little shout out. I went online, I bought a fucking tea because I love that new t-shirt you got and listening to one of your last episodes. Well, I'm the fucking like Britain boonies. And you know what? Here's a, you know, here's a shout down to them. Talking shack down to your fucking Brits, man. All you eat is fucking jelly and, 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 and whatever people bring to you. Man, you got you got no sense of culinary What I I I what, I what is he out talking for about the briefest of moments and that and now So wait, you know what what's what's kind of funny about this? Okay. I've never heard anybody be like, shout down. Hmm. You know, it's usually a shout out, but shout down. I think mm. this guy coined his new term. Okay. Yeah, I haven't you heard know, that. You know, shout down. So he's shouting down. Is that like punching the, down? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I guess yeah. I'm, I'm, well, yeah. I don't know if it's punching down, but yeah. uh, he's shouting down to the British people for their culinary tastes for oh. some reason. Oh, okay, okay. Which it seems to me to be kind of low-hanging fruit. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's yeah. like, who doesn't make fun of the British people for what they eat? Right. Although fish and chips are damn, damn good food there, yeah. but I don't understand what he's saying. What what, what doesn't he? He's they eat jelly? jelly, jelly. Do British people eat jelly? Marmalade, and whatever people bring to them. I don't know. What he's this, this guy is okay. like I don't know. The other guy was smoking yeah. DMT. This mm. guy is smoking PCP. Mm. Experience or appreciation. Anyway, man, I do love the Brits. Man, my best friends are fucking Brits. But all oh, you wankers, man, des enculés. Anyway, body t-shirt, cool t-shirt. Love you guys. Is this the fake French guy? I think it is. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the guy right. called like six times okay. and I've been playing his sure. calls. Hey, I'm signing off, man. This is fucking embarrassing. I can't believe a fucking 50-year-old is listening to you bullshit and has been listening to it for the last fucking 10 years or whatever that was the pink sock it scarred me it's the kind of shit that you cannot 
on here. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. less than three minutes see. once again. I've never seen it, thankfully. You've never seen it? Yeah, that's yeah, gross. I can, I'll be all right. I mean, I think I, the only time I've ever seen a prolapse rectum is that old video of the weightlifter. Oh and yeah, this is yeah, like before yeah. YouTube, is, before that's, where yeah. Just, yeah. Well, that's, ah, a, that's a picture, right? Not a video, is it? I thought it was a video. I've seen the picture of the that. thing and his rectum. Yeah, just and his falls rectum out. comes out. Oof. You know, Lenora used to talk about some video. Uh, she'd have to like, like uh, 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 critique pink sock porn, mm. and then you know that's a whole genre. I, you, I, you've told me this, yeah. Yeah, where dudes would like suck it. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you don't have to go back there. Let me describe it a little more Let's vividly. Let's not go back. <laughs> right? I like this guy. Did this guy say he's 50? Yeah. A 50? He, does he sound like a 50-year-old no, dude? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Wow. Yeah. That's, that that surprises me. Yeah. I never would have thought. I, I kind of figured he'd be like, you know, some like 26-year-old mm. dumbass. Like, yeah, he sounds like a 26-year-old guy who still works at, you know, one of the radio shacks they haven't closed yet. <laughs> <laughs> And he's not worried at all about it, you know? Cool t-shirt, can't wait to wear it. And keep it up. You guys are cool. I'm looking forward to the 666 episode. And you know what? You know, minimize John's feeling you know, on it. You know what? Ah, oh, fuck it, man. He's got a place. You know, there's, there's a place for everybody here in the society. But, eh, whatever. Fuck it. He almost went there with steel, mm. and then he's like, you know, I'm going to withhold my tongue here, mm. keep my comments to myself. Doesn't like steel. Um, mm. You know, that episode 666 is kind of just around the corner, and I was really hoping that uh, Todd the BV was going to come through here and rent yeah. jumbos. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you ha- know, he hasn't been calling, really. Yeah, he hasn't been calling. Yeah. He's, uh, I don't know, I think you upset him. You were really harsh last time. Did I? Well, no, I wasn't. You were really harsh. What did I, I say? I don't remember, but it was. I remember being like, "Whoa, Harrison! I've never seen." Are you serious? It was pretty harsh. No, yeah. oh. I'm never that harsh okay. to that guy because so every now and then somebody gets under my skin. It doesn't happen that often, <laughs> but every now and then somebody gets under my skin, and I and I you just see red. Yeah, raging and, bull. And you know, if so, I apologize because there's no call for that kind you of you went full dirty Harry yeah Sometimes dirty Harrison I try not to take things <laughs> I try not to take things personally and but sometimes I just do and I just lose control so if I if I offended I heartily apologize I'm joking I don't even remember what the oh okay <laughs> Anyway, right. well, anyway, yeah, episode six 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 is coming up, but we got to yeah. plan something for that. Yeah, we got to do something. I don't know what it will be, but we'll do something. Mm-hmm. We always do. Yeah. Uh, we have one more call here from Vicky. Vicky, she calls in, and apparently, as usual, like maybe we weren't paying attention to her mm. story, or we missed some significant mm. details, but our interpretation of her story was completely like. Um, like far off from reality. Okay. So she's calling in to correct us. Hi. Um, it's Vicky. I'm trying to uh, deal with my really harsh UK voice and accent. Um, I've met, I'm pretty shit at the AMS style thing. I, I haven't got a voice for it. I was just calling out to straighten you out on a couple of things. She doesn't get the voice for what? 
You know, I, th- I think we've said in the past that her voice is really harsh, or people have said her voice is harsh. I never said that. Well, I think people said that accent oh. of hers is harsh, which I don't, I don't think I like her voice. I don't find it harsh. Yeah, I actually, I kind of prefer... I find it amusing. I like it. I prefer you know? that kind of English accent. Yeah, yeah. I think I've said this in the past, but she sounds like probably one of uh, yeah. you know, those prostitutes that Jack the Ripper murdered. Right. It's like, hello, Jack. Ah! Gets killed. Anytime somebody, you know, repeatedly says, in it, I'm on board. In it, you know, yeah. I like that. I'm. I'm it's it's I'm kind of it's, to me. It sounds almost like a Cockney accent, yeah, right? or South London, or something. I yeah. like that accent. Yeah, it's good. So I'm not quite sure what she's saying. It was my mother-in-law. The shit story about the guy eating the poo in the bed at the hospital. My mother-in-law was the orderly. Oh, okay. That's where I think we said it was her. We thought it was. That her. sounds like the end of a game of Clue or something. I don't even. You know. Or you don't remember? Would you remember, I don't remember what she's talking about? She like called in. If you if you call into our show and you reference some kind of shit story that happened in the past, that's like going to a Doctor Who writers panel and being like, on the episode with the robot, um, what were you? What did the you know? Like you got to be you got to be real real specific, okay? <laughs> I think it also depends. <laughs> it also depends at the, uh, the the amount of poo. Okay. Or like what right. actually happened with the poo yeah. for us to remember because right. we've had sundry poo stories yeah. and they all kind of run together. So, but this mm. one I do kind of remember. It was like some old lady shit herself and like her mom or I thought she worked there and she had to clean it up. Okay. I think it was something like that. Not me. Um, and on that note, I, I remember another story she told me and this also happened in her first week. Poor woman. This old lady wandered off to the toilets she was wearing a long dressing gown and the poor woman was desperate and her little old legs couldn't get her there fast enough and she was dropping little poos out the back of her dressing gown as she walked and my mother-in-law's job was to pick it up (laughs) she did pick it up Goats do that, you know. <laughs> like drop little turds yeah. while they're walking. Yeah, little pellets. Isn't that what kind of rabbits do? And they yeah. hop around, just uh-huh. little turds flying everywhere. Oh yeah. God. One of them was not a poo. It was a little toe. I mean, jeez. I'm sorry. <laughs> One of them was a little toe. I think she said little toad. I think she shit out a toad. That's a witch. <laughs> That's a witch, and you need to Wait, take care of that did with she fire. Say, did she say little toe or little toad? We should rewind that. Okay. You know what I like about it, though? Yeah. I like it about the uh, the emotion in her voice, the melancholy. She's yeah. like, one of them was not a poo. At all. <laughs> it was a toe. It was a little toe. <laughs> Vicky, what happened to you? She's normally, I feel like she's normally more upbeat. Yeah, she's definitely maudlin in this. Sounds like her fucking Listen dog to, died or something. Listening to the Smiths yeah. all night. Jesus Christ. Pick it up. One of them was not a poo. It was a little toe. I mean, Jesus Christ, what kind of a job is that? Um, what? Anyway... <laughs> Also, the monkey thing. I haven't really got an explanation. Cannibalism and witchcraft in the nursing home. I don't understand. Did she, did her toe, like, did she have leprosy? Did her toe fall off? Did she eat someone else's toe and it didn't digest and she shit it out? I think so. 
This, okay, mm. I understand she's calling here to clarify a few things, mm. but this has left me much more confused than it was in the beginning of the call. Yeah. I mean, I figured there was just a call about an old lady who shit herself and someone had to go clean it up. But now I'm like, a woman's walking around, pellets mm. are falling everywhere, and the next thing you know, mm. a fucking human toe comes out of her anus? Yeah. This is bizarre. And it's not all monkeys. They, they just really grind my, ugh, whatever the expression is. I just can't bear them. She has an irrational hatred of monkeys. Irrational. That? Yeah, it's not a fear of monkeys. It's a hatred of yeah. monkeys. She despises monkeys. Hmm. The little tiny Java monkeys. Chimpanzees, they're all right. <laughs> you know, and, and the bigger monkeys, like orangutans. Just the little, tiny little small ones. They squawk and they're so needy. I can't really explain it any more than that. Do you think she has children? Yeah. Yeah? I do. Maybe that's why she hates the little monkeys. Okay. It could be. I mean, I don't know. It's like, like the capuchin monkeys and what have you. you know, yeah, like spider guys. monkeys yeah, or something. Yeah. I like how she's like, chimpanzees, they're yeah. all right. Big orangutans, they're cool. Mm. <laughs> it's the little monkeys. They're quite little cushy, face. yeah? <laughs> <laughs> um, besides that, I've got fuck all else going on in my life, so I haven't got piss all else to tell you, really. She's only got the monkey hatred <laughs> and, the, and the severe depression. Well, and you the toe better. shitting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And tales of witchcraft. I guess it's enough. That's yeah. enough. You know what? That's, that's enough good. to have going on. Yeah. And then keep up the good work. Love you lots. Good Goodbye. Work. You know, well, feel you... better, Vicky, please. Yeah, you, come you're on, worrying Vicky. me. I'm worried about so you. Let's lift those spirits. Yeah. You should drink a little more Stella or something. Do mm. um, you ever see those videos of those monkeys in like Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and they come over and they steal your sunglasses? Yeah. And then you got to go up to them. You gotta give them a little piece, like a, like a piece of chocolate or something, to get your sunglasses back. Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay. Seen, no, they, no, they there's like areas of Thailand where these fucking little monkeys hang out in the trees, and when you're sitting there and you get your iPhone in your pocket, they'll come over, and I don't know if they're mm. trained to do this or if they just do it because mm. they know they'll get food. They'll reach in your pocket, just grab the fucking iPhone, and jump up in the tree. Yeah, and then like you have to go and buy like a certain kind of monkey treat from somebody and then you go up to the monkey and then you like you mm. get him to come over and then you grab your phone back and he takes a tree from you okay yeah pickpockets yeah little fucking primate pickpockets you know there are actually office buildings in India that just like inside the vents are just like monkeys crawling just all monkeys around the building <laughs> just crawling around in the vents like fucking John McClane you know like <laughs> infested with these things <laughs> so. ever, I was watching a video the other day, I wasn't even high. I was watching a video, and I don't know why I found it so funny. It was like a classic comedic routine where this, like, I think it was in England, too. It was at mm. a zoo. This woman, this older lady, was sitting there with her family, and they were watching this, like, gorilla or some some kind of gorilla mm. or some kind of monkey. And he just, like, reaches in, shits his hand, and just throws it, and hits the lady in the face. Did I haven't see seen that? that, no. Yeah, she's just got shit in her face and she like turns around and she's like, oh, well, I never. Right. And she's got this like look. She's like, so they're all posh. Yeah. And they've somehow got the front row and they can sit there and watch it. Yeah. And she just gets hit with like a wet turd right in mm. the face. That's why I like monkeys. Okay. Monkeys are comedy. Yeah. You know, like you can go watch a lion. What's a lion going to do? Unless they're eating your face off. Well, yeah. If they're doing that, you ripping know? your testicles yeah. off or something. Yeah. But like, you never know with a monkey. They might throw their shit at you. They might throw their semen at you. Right. They're like little, they're like little retarded dudes. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. and, and I don't know. I, I find them entertaining. 
But yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, uh, I wonder what Vicky would do if she was in, she should never go to Thailand. Because she would freak the fuck out if a little monkey stole her handbag or oh, something. Oh, yeah. That would send, I think Vicky would be like, like fucking Michael Douglas and falling down. That would be the last By straw. the time she left the country, she'd have a <laughs> necklace made of their skulls. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, yeah. skulls and monkey heads just like a whole monkey like skull fucking, necklace like fucking Kali you know <laughs> yeah. anyway Vicky yeah like I hope you're not that depressed I'm worried mm. about you yeah worried about you get your get, you know um, but it, it's it's good to hear from vitamin you vitamin D yeah take it vitamin D mm. watch some Spongebob Squarepants or something mm-hmm. yeah life is about laughter that's what it is Anyway, people can call Sigron Hotline 323-522-4032. Uh, we also got an email here, sigronpodcast.com. Uh, it came in from Brian. It's entitled, Sticks Blowjob. Sticks Blowjob. Okay. Uh, the other night, I was at my girlfriend's house, and she wanted to go down on me. Hell yeah. So I pulled down my pants, and she started to suck me off. We had music playing in the background, but I wasn't listening until Sticks' too much time on my hands came on. As soon as I heard the intro, I thought of you guys and came so hard. My girlfriend thought she was just that good, and I didn't want to tell her the truth. Thanks for the awesome orgasm. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Oh, that's great. That's good to hear. It's not good to know. Mm. That, uh, were, were you thinking of me or were you thinking of Harrison when you actually like fully came, like when yeah. you ejaculated? The point of ejaculation, was it me or Harrison or just both of us? Right. I'd like to know that. Yeah, I'd like to know that yeah. too. Be uh, just just a. Uh, you ever come so hard it out. hurts? The girl? No, like or... you. <laughs> no, not the gr- not, not like <laughs> you're fucking shot it out Superman so hard. or something. You know, <laughs> you blow the back of her spine out <laughs> Poke with it, Kryptonian like... <laughs> fucking semen. No, you blast out hurts her you. eye. Hurts you. You know, I don't know if I have ever yeah. done that, but uh, I've I've came I've came blood before. Have you done that? I feel like I have. Yeah, I've done yeah. that before. I don't remember why. Like, there's just blood in my cum. Yeah. It didn't hurt, though. It just kind of shot out. Mm. And I was like, holy shit, do I have some disease? I think I'm just dehydrated. Honestly. Yeah, I was about to say, what, it... like, what kind of pain? Like, like, a, like, like pain, like your whole body's on pain? Just no, the just, head of your dick's just on dick pain? pain? Just dick pain. Like, you got Inside punched in the nuts? urethra kind of pain. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. weird. Yeah. You sure it wasn't the syphilis? I didn't have syphilis. <laughs> I'm, I, have a, I get a clean bill of health on that one. I'm surprised they don't hire cops with syphilis. I'm sure yeah. there's some cops at VD. Out I don't there. think that was the problem. Oh, okay. You know, I don't yeah. think that. I think everything else in my medical file was the problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, I wonder. I wonder what causes that. Maybe you know, it might be like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Um, did you say you get like a, your like a urinary tract infections or something? Uh, sometimes, but apparently. According to some caller, they may not be urinary tract infections because they go away pretty quick. Hmm. They go away in like an hour. So is it was it is it sounding like did you leave a pencil up there? <laughs> I, yeah, I left one of those uh, paper mate mechanical pencils up there. Just stuck way yeah. in there, and then uh-huh. when you finally came, it shot out. Yeah. <laughs> Poked the girl's eye out. Yeah, I could I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've never you know I've never actually had that happen. <laughs> Um, like a, there was a parliament up there once. <laughs> I forgot about it. We were like, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I needed a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Brian. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you listen or you think about us while you're having sex with your girlfriend. Hopefully, she doesn't listen to the show and find that out. I wonder if she'd be upset about that. 
Um, you know, sometimes uh, I don't like having music on in the background. When I, I don't sex. either. I don't either. I find it distracting. I do too. Because sometimes I like if sit, it's if it's well, it depends it, on instrumental it. music. I'm more okay with it. Like like techno. Not really. What, like I don't Lil Xan <laughs> trap music. <laughs> What's his name? Temptation. Yeah, like car- like <laughs> carnival music. You know, I'm okay with that. Maybe the police academy theme. Yeah, the police I academy see, theme. I can see that. Yeah. No, I get I because I can be easily distracted. Same and, with me. I find yeah. it distracting because I'm just like, kind of like you know I never really liked this Rolling Stones song. And what was Keith Richards thinking? Yeah. You know, with this guitar riff, like it just doesn't work. But sometimes, but sometimes you know, uh, you you're with a chick who like. No, what really is into having music playing during sex you know it's I, weird i remember in college i had a difficult time even yeah. even maintaining an erection i still did and mm. i left but i mean it was difficult for me she really liked that song um the the killer and me by the by smashing pumpkins remember off the oh, yeah, 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 yeah and she really liked it she put it on repeat so it was just over and over again on the CD. Just... I used to be a little boy. <laughs> I remember I was just like trying to fuck her. And I'm like, yeah. again? Yeah. I'm like, God, it's again. And I'm like, all right, I'll keep doing it. And yeah. it was just like, it was bothering me so much. It was like, yeah, it was like bothering my performance. Like, it was, and, uh, and I remember talking to her like, can, yeah, can we yeah. maybe put on a different song? She's yeah. like, no, I like the song. I'm like, God. <laughs> She's like, hey, is, is your head in the game? And you're like, no, 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 it's fine. It's, it's I fine. used to be a little boy. I mean, damn it. <laughs> That's not what I'm thinking about. Okay. That was the point I came. Like, yeah. I came really hard. Yeah, as as yeah. I, I used to be a little boy. Um, people, you can support the show by becoming a sick and wrong patron. Become a sick and wrong patron today at patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Um, but yeah, actually, ser- seriously, I, mean, I was jesting with my voice there, but we actually are, are posting a lot of extra content mm-hmm. these days. That's, that's the thing with the Patreon. It's like we have all this stuff that we don't have time to post in the regular show because we can try to keep the regular show at around 90 minutes, 90 minutes in length, but then we can post the extra bonus features to Patreon. So we do one extra story every week, two extra phone calls, numerous outtakes, and then all the extra just random shit that we think of that we, yeah. we're going to post. Um, I found a, a bunch of, of uh, photographs from the, the photo shoot that me and Lance did at the JCPenney's that I haven't actually posted yet. So I'm going to post a bunch of those this week. So just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong uh, yeah, and check out all that bonus content. Finally here, sick and wrong song of the week. You know, I've, I've, I'm remiss for not uh, addressing this earlier and I feel bad because this is one of my... Uh, Definitely a seminal band, and also a band that I liked a lot um, in the in the, like you know the nineties. I was a big fan. Uh, Marky Smith, Marky Smith from uh, the post punk band The Fall, died at the uh, end of January. Right. From, uh, yeah, after age of sixty, after a long battle of lung and uh, kidney cancer. Hmm. Yeah, and and you know I think I think end of January I was in Nashville, so I went to Graceland, and uh, I think it just you know we just never actually played any fall. Yeah, as a tribute here, but it's such a great band. And you know, what's what's crazy about that band too is a very prolific band. Thirty-two records, thirty-two albums. How many bands have made thirty-two albums? Yeah, it's a lot. They never of albums. really stopped, you know. No, and, yeah. and, and that's the thing. You talk about uh, talk about lineup changes. Smith formed the Fall in 1976 and was the only constant member of the band. Of the band, he was known for his tempestuous relationship with his bandmates and frequently fired them. And in fact, there have been sixty-six different members 
uh, over the years, with a third of them lasting less than a year. Mm. He just sounds like he was an irascible prick. Yeah. You probably wouldn't want to work with him at all. Uh, Smith famously once said, if it's me and your granny on bongos, it's the fall. So it's pretty much just his way or the highway. Like, it's sure. his band. Yeah. And if you try to have any kind of creative input, he's just going to kick you out. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I saw him. Like, I a, like a, an, an Anton Newcomb type. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's a, he's a, yeah, mm. just like Brian Jonestown. Mm. And, you know, it's funny because uh, I think Anton channeled Marky Smith when he's on stage. Because I saw The Fall, like, it was around, like, 2000, San Francisco. Mm. And Marky Smith just kept walking off the stage mm. and then yelling at the different musicians mm. who were still playing. But right. he was just, like... Yelling at the drummer for not playing uh, playing uh, on beat. Yeah. Yelling at the guitarist for what he's wearing. Yeah. It was just, yeah, and you could hear it on his mic, but he just yeah. wouldn't come back on stage until they stopped playing. Yeah. And they would play the song. It was, it was like probably one of the most annoying shows, but also kind of cool shows I've ever seen. Because yeah. I was like, why is that guy such a dick? At the same time, this is actually kind of funny. Because you could tell how irritated the other band members mm-hmm. were, but yet, okay, we just, we've dealt with this every night, <laughs> and we'll just keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Because we're getting a paycheck, um, but yeah, but they were a uh, yeah prolific band, thirty two records, mm-hmm. pretty amazing, and uh, he was actually even touring as much as he could with his, with his health. Uh, but he played uh, London's one hundred club this past July, and he performed in a wheelchair. Yeah, so Marky Smith okay. quite dedicated. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think there's that many bands. Uh, they've ever been that dedicated. So we're going to end the show here with a song called Creep uh, from the album The Wonderful and Frightening World of the Fall. Great record. Came out in 84. Uh, you should check it out. Um, rest in peace, Mark E. Smith. People will be back next week with uh, episode 631. Till then, take a sleep. Here is books of the Lisbon Club And after two months This dance a familiar haunch it's that same slouch You had less time he was around His oppression abounds His type is doing the rounds He is a scumbag A horrid, trendy wretch Black saucers At the back of your neck Interruptions from the side when you talk And the presence Of this ugly gawk Is offending Make sure you're not absorbed With his luck He'll absorb all your talk Right song, the game will find more. Populist, uh, oh well, with his class at least. Uh, but they came real age, uh, and for that we almost pay. But that we
Pamela from Chicago, wishing you a happy new year in 2008.